Hello and welcome to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news tip. <laughs> wow. Well, that's what I get for exercising and then coming straight on to do the daily. This is the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo. My goal is to help put you in the right mindset to live more in line with your own values and to change your life to make it more fulfilling, sustainable, and balanced with nature, all in just 10 unedited minutes a day. My name's Eugene, and this is episode 19. Today, we are going to be talking about We're going to be talking more about what I was talking about yesterday, and that is the reasons for why I am quitting meat. So if you guys didn't tune in yesterday, I basically came on and I talked about feelings, my feelings and my emotions about meat. In general, this is the kind of process that I go through. This is the process that I call living echo living environmentally consciously. Um, so in the case of meat, well, what, let's, let's just cut right to the chase. I am not okay with contributing to climate change. I'm not okay with contributing to the flooding, the wildfires, the animal suffering. I'm not okay with contributing to these things just so that my taste buds can dance for a bit. Just for those few moments that I get to be happy eating a piece of meat, causing an animal that level of suffering and damage to the environment, to me, is just unbearable. And for me, it's almost almost more than the environmental impact of it and the actual like science and the, the climate change that comes from it. I am actually a little bit more towards the animal welfare side, actually, on this one. When I actually think about my own feelings, just imagining what that must be like for, say, a cow that is raised its entire life without seeing any grass if it was factory farmed, and then being led into this warehouse that just must be absolutely terrifying, just awfully smelling places where they're killing animals it must be just terrifying and devastating and if i think about if my dog had to go through that process or if i had to go through that process how horrifying and how scary it would be some people argue that we we kill the animals in the most most ethical way possible and and so we're at least doing what we can to eliminate their suffering but there's no way of eliminating it completely like the animals are bred and they live their entire life waiting to be killed at some point and when it comes down to it at that time when they're getting close to being killed i don't think that there's any way that you could say that that animal is not feeling afraid or uh, scared or any anything like that. I, I think that that would just be terrifying. And for me, the, just the thought of that is uncomfortable enough that 
I'm actually not okay with contributing to that. So, but today I wanted to go a little bit into the science side of it. So yesterday we talked all about the feelings, right? The feelings of, of what does it feel like to eat meat? What, uh, what do I think of when I think about how is this meat connected to the world around me? How is it connected to other people? How is it connected to nature itself? How is it connected to climate change? How is it connected to animals? But today, uh, I want to talk about a little bit more of the, the technical stuff, the sciencey details, the facts. Like I said yesterday, there's a reason that I do it in that order. It's because most of the decisions we make are based on our feelings. We like to think that the decisions that we make are logical, but science has shown that it's actually the other way around. In general, we, we decide something based on kind of a knee-jerk gut feeling, and then we find the logic that kind of allows us to be accepting of that and to think that we are thinking about this logically when actually people act on mostly their emotions. So by starting first with thinking about our emotions and how we feel about this, we, we create a mental atmosphere of, of just awareness of how do we actually feel about this. We're not, we're not, it's not cold two plus two equals four. It's not just the results of some scientific experiment. We are actually keeping in mind our own feelings. It gives us a context when we approach the science which is what I want to do today. So today we're going to actually talk about the science that I looked into after I have talked about the feelings. So the first thing that we have to bring up, obviously, is climate change. It's the big one that everybody is currently getting more and more and more concerned about. Thankfully, 2020 was finally a year when climate change became a major concern for most Americans. So that's a good thing. If you do need a quick primer into climate change, and I don't think most people do, so I'm going to do this really, really quick. But basically, our CO2 emissions, that is carbon dioxide emissions, have been increasing ever since we started burning fossil fuels. Um, for literally hundreds of thousands of years before we created uh, the steam engine and we started burning fossil fuels, CO2 levels were relatively stable. There have been some times when there were volcanoes and, and other things that happened that caused big spikes in the CO2. Um, and there have been times when CO2 has been as high as it is now or higher. But all of those things were changes that happened over hundreds of thousands of years. It slowly, slowly, slowly grew to that level. And then it slowly, 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 slowly declined back to uh, the levels that we saw before we created our engines and started burning fossil fuels. CO2 levels were basically the same for hundreds of thousands of years. But as soon as we started burning fossil fuels in about the 1800s, those levels shot up like crazy. And basically... You can kind of imagine this, right? Even if you can't see the CO2, it's, it's being ejected out into the air when we burn stuff. And when there's more stuff in the air, then that stuff warms up 
when it gets hit by the sun. The sun comes in and it heats up everything, right? So even if we can't see that CO2, it's being heated up by the sun. It basically creates this big blanket that is all around the earth, it spreads out all over the place, and it holds in all the heat. So this means that on average, the whole world gets a little bit hotter. Yes, it can still snow, it can still get cold, but if we look at the average temperature of the whole year, and look at that every single year over time, we can see that ever since we started burning fossil fuels, almost exactly the temperature of the Earth started to increase. So we know pretty much uh, it is a fact at this point that human uh, human emitted CO2 is the reason for climate change. And those things are going to mean uh, the, the increased temperature of the Earth is obviously going to have a lot of effects on the planet, right? It means that every year, less ice forms at the poles, meaning that we're going to get more water going into the ocean, giving us ocean rise, right? Giving a sea level rise. It means that because of the higher temperatures, we're going to have droughts more frequently and more longer. And that means more wildfires. So we're going to start seeing more wildfires and people's homes getting burned down. It means that how and where we grow our food will change. It means more air conditioning, which means more electricity usage, which means more climate change. So there are plenty of bad things that will eventually come from climate change. Climate change, not good. Thankfully, most people are now pretty well aware of that. Now, while there are some CO2 emissions associated with raising livestock, we're more concerned when it comes to livestock about the methane. Methane is released when animals eat things, and mostly cows, um, when they eat and they digest, and then when they burp. When they burp, they release a lot of methane. And uh, that methane, on a 20-year time scale, methane is about 84 times more potent than CO2, carbon dioxide. So that's, that's pretty big. That means that we need uh, a lot of... It just means that CO2 is just bad, right? CO2 is even worse for climate change than CO2 is. Methane is even worse for climate change than CO2 is. So if we're interested in preserving a future with coral reefs, where California is st still able to grow produce and things, and keeping a lot of places where people live now habitable, then we need to change. We need to eat less meat, or maybe get our meat from different sources. That's a talk for a different episode. We can also just look at the resources on planet Earth. They're pretty limited. Right now, 96% of all mammals on Earth are either humans or livestock. That's pretty big. And resources are limited, right? A hundred years ago, we lived in a world where we couldn't imagine actually having an impact on the planet. Nothing that we did could possibly change the weather. We couldn't possibly consume enough resources that other animals wouldn't have enough, right? But that isn't true anymore. 
We have come to the point now where we are able to change the climate. We are able to consume enough resources that others have less. So that is also a big deal. In the case of cows, for example, in the case of cows, you can think of a cow as a big beef machine. And for every 6.6 pounds, about 7 pounds of grain that we give to a cow and about 1,800 gallons of water, this beef machine makes about one pound of beef. So you can see where if we just took that grain and ate it ourselves, we would not need nearly the amount of farmland that we do now when we use meat as a primary food for us to eat. We could feed a lot more people with a lot less if we weren't eating meat. So it's just much more efficient to eat plant-based foods. Then, when we come down to things like animals' feelings, science has shown they feel pain, they feel fear, they have emotions. And even the most humane methods of slaughtering an, am of a, slaughtering an animal it just serves to reduce suffering. We never actually eliminate the suffering. It's not possible to eliminate 100% of suffering when you kill something. There's just no ethical way to kill another animal or human or anything at all, right? So those are the kind of the main things that for me... When I look at online, those are the things that make me think. And those are the things that reinforce those feelings that I had, right? Those feelings of just, just feeling guilty and feeling sad and feeling kind of angry that we have done these things to animals, that we have done all these things to the climate that is causing now the extinction of animals and the suffering of other people. My meat consumption is connected to that. And when I look online for the facts and the science to support those feelings, it's there. The science is there. So that science supports my feelings. And so I end up not changing things in my life just because science is telling me to. I end up changing things in my life because my feelings tell me to. And science just reinforces it, right? When we eat, we can think about what does it feel like? What does it feel like to eat this? How does it feel after I eat it? And then we connect it to the things around us. We connect it to the environment, the people, the animals, right? And then I look up the science. It reinforces my feelings. And now I want to change. I want to change because because I want to. The changes that I have now to reduce the amount of meat that I eat in my daily life put my life more in line with my own values. And that feels good. I'm happier when I'm living by my values. I'm happy now that less animals are dying because of me. 
I'm happy now that there's less suffering from climate change because of me. Everything about doing this does not feel like a sacrifice. It doesn't feel like a burden to quit meat. Everything about it feels better. So the only thing I have to decide now, after looking at all of these facts and my own feelings and the science, the only thing I have to decide now is, am I going to live by my values or not? In my case, I am, because I choose to. And I hope that by sharing this experience, I hope that some of you guys out there might also choose to start looking at your own life. Maybe not necessarily your meat consumption, but maybe other aspects of your life. Maybe the way that you take a shower. Maybe the way that you drive a car to work every day. Start thinking about how you actually feel about every action in your day and how those actions might affect others. And then, if you don't like it, make the changes. I promise you're going to feel a lot better when you're living by your own values. Thanks so much, you guys, for watching and listening. If you want to come and interact with me live, then be sure to subscribe to my channel on YouTube and hit the notification bell so that you can be notified when I go live. Be sure to also follow me on Twitter. Uh, I also post there 30 minutes before I go live, and I'm always looking forward to talking to more of my viewers. Uh, in other forms of social media, you can find them all uh, in the description box down below as well as on the screen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out. <laughs>